Blog Talk Radio. Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. 
If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so through PayPal or Zelle using the email address jet245 at msn.com. I also want to tell you about the sweet hour of prayer. Walls of Fire has a prayer ministry, and it starts on Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. Glory be to God. We have been going strong for almost a year now. Glory be to God. It has become an international prayer line. And we also pray uh, on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. So let me give that to you again. Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We pray for one hour because Jesus said to his disciples, can you not pray with me for one hour? The phone number to call in is a free call. Area code 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. Again, that number is 425-436-6333. And the code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. Well, we're going to get started tonight. Glory be to God. So glad you could join us tonight. So glad that you are with us. We were uh, on the air today in Germany. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And we thank God for the call. We got the Macedonian call to come and help the women of God in Germany. It's not just for women. Men are invited too. You can come on uh, and and be with us on Thursday. Uh, that information I will give out later, but you are self, certainly welcome to come on Thursday at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. We are on Zoom on Thursdays for our German Bible study. All are welcome. And I'll give out that information a little bit later on in the program. But what I'd like to do now is get started with tonight's message. Glory be to God. There's a whole lot going on in the body of Christ right now. And we need to address some of these things because uh, people uh, seem to be clueless as to really what's going on. And and God, he's observing. He's observing uh, what's going on. And God is, um, he, he's not pleased. He's not pleased with what is going on. And so we have got to, you know, address it so we can correct ourselves in the body of Christ and become uh, fully aligned with the Word of God. So those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me tonight to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and we're going to start around the sixth verse. Romans chapter 5, starting at verse 6. All right, I think we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. And we're going to go ahead and get started with tonight's message. So we're going to start at the sixth verse, and it says, uh, this is the Apostle Paul talking in um, the Roman church. And um, so he began to speak, and he said, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. 
For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet for adventure, or for a good man, some would even dare to die. Um, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I want to read that uh, to you tonight from the Message Bible. Um, just hang on a second. I didn't intend to do that, but I just want to read it from the Message Bible, uh, Romans chapter 5, glory be to God, verses um, 6 through 8. And here we go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And this is what it says. Christ arrived. Wait a minute. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Okay. Christ arrives on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We could understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. I just wanted to share that from the Message Bible tonight. But I love the way that the um, scriptures have uh, in the um, King James Version have have written. It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I'm going to read it from the Life Application Study Bible. So let me let me get that now. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Now I'm a King James Bible thumper. I stick with King James Bible. Tonight I just want to. I'm not studying tonight. I've already studied this, but I just wanted to read this to you. Glory be to God. Starting at verse 6, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. Glory be to God in the highest. I tell you the truth. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So tonight I want to talk about where is the church? I want to ask this question. Where is the church 
that Christ died for. I want to read it again from the King James Version. It says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I want to know, Christ died for the ungodly. He sacrificed his life. He suffered, bled, and died. He gave up the ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So that you and I could live. So I want to ask the question tonight, where is the church that Christ died for? Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. I pray that those of you that are listening tonight, that you will pray with me as I prepare, as I attempt to teach this message tonight. Glory be to God. You know, the Bible tells us to be ye holy. I am holy. That's First Peter 1 and 16. God can pick his people out of all the people of the nations he chose Israel to be his people. They were the smallest and the least, the fewest. He said, when you were nothing, I chose you. But God separated them out of all the nations unto himself. In other words, have you ever seen a person chopping uh, up some vegetables? They chop, 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 and then they separate them. Chop, 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 and then they take the knife and separate them. God cut out Israel from among all the nations of the earth. He chose the smallest, the weakest, the least, and the fewest. He did not choose a mighty nation. He did not choose a nation with a great king. He did not choose a nation with a massive army. He chose the smallest. The Bible says God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Israel was set apart for God's glory. And they were commanded in Deuteronomy chapter 7 to separate themselves from the heathen nations around them. And he warned them that if they, if they got involved with these heathen nations, that they would turn them away from following God. And then he would destroy them. The Hebrew bloodline was to remain pure because Christ had to come down through it. But the word of God still remains, be ye holy, for I am holy. When Ezra was on the scene, Ezra had an assignment. He had a very special assignment. He had to literally cleanse the priesthood because they had married uh, strange wives, and they had children by them. 
because God said no mixture. Ezra's assignment was to cleanse the priesthood. So he addressed it. You see, a lot of times people don't like a preacher that will address the mess. But it has to be addressed by the preacher or else those people's blood will be on his hands. People can see you in sin, know you in sin, and won't say a word. You singing in the choir, you ushering on the usher board. But they know you in sin. But these pastors, some of them, I'm not talking about all, some of them don't want to ruffle any feathers because those are good tithe-paying people. Well, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? He might be a good tithe-paying person, or she might be a good tither, but if her soul is not right with God, on the day that they breathe out and don't breathe back in, it'll all be a waste. It'll all be a waste. Tithing won't get you into heaven. Now, tithing is biblical. I want to say that. Tithing is biblical. If you are a member of a body or a church and you are being fed there, you're supposed to tithe where you are being fed. So if you're not tithing, I want to talk to you tonight. I want to make it plain. You're out of order. Glory be to God. And there's no such thing as I can't afford to pay my tithes. Yes, you can. All you got to do is let something go. That's all you got to do is let something go. Make the sacrifice, and God will honor your sacrifice. Maybe you got cable TV, and you say, oh, I can't, I can't pay my tithes. Get the cable cut off. Let the cable get cut off so you can pay your tithes. Because if you don't pay your tithes, I want to tell you tonight, I don't know who I'm talking to because I don't know who's listening, but I want to tell you if you don't pay your tithes, you are cursed with a curse. Now, this message tonight is not about tithing. I just threw that in. Glory be to God. Maybe that was for somebody who's listening, but I had to say it. Glory be to God. You see, God warned Israel that if they married these heathen nations, if they let their sons marry uh, the daughters of these heathen nations, or if they let their daughters marry the sons of these heathen nations, he told them what would happen. He said they will turn you away from following God, and then they're going to serve other gods, which are false gods, and be destroyed. God warned them why they should not be polluted with the nations. Because you don't just get polluted with other nations. You get polluted with their customs, their societal norms. You get polluted with their practices, their culture. And so God wanted the children of Israel to be a nation unto himself. So Ezra had to clean the priesthood because they had married these strange women and they had children by them. And God has repeatedly said to Israel, 
no mischief. Nehemiah, he cleansed the temple. Nehemiah rebuilt the wall to the temple. After he rebuilt the wall, he he, he rebuilt the wall in 52 days. And after he rebuilt it, he went back to uh, the king who had um, given him permission to go and build this wall. But when he went back to Jerusalem, he found Sanballat and Tobiah living in the temple. They had a room. They had a room in the temple. Now I want to ask the question, what is the devil doing with a room in God's house? They mocked him. They tried to deceive him. They told him when he was rebuilding the wall, they told him, uh, come down, come down and, and, and meet us in the temple. And we got something to tell you. We, we got to have a meeting. He told them he knew they was up to no good. He told them, I, I, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. So that's why we cannot afford to be mixed with idolatry with heathenistic practices, and I'm going to call some of them out tonight. I'm going to call out some of these practices. You people that are listening to the sound of my voice that call yourself Christians and are in Freemasonry. Oh, I know I just bumped somebody's head right there. Somebody got mad as a firecracker when I said that. But I just got to tell you the truth. You people that are calling yourselves Christians that are in these sororities and fraternities, that's mixture. That's mixture. You people that are listening to the sound of my voice and call yourselves Christians that are in the Eastern stars, that's mixture. That is mixture. And God is not in that. Anything that you got to pledge your life to or your heart to, you cannot be pledged to it and to God too because God is a jealous God. And he said, you shall have no other God before me. So I just wanted to make that clear. All right. So um, Nehemiah throw out Sanballat and Tobiah. He had to throw them out the temple. And it's time to put the devil out of God's house. But oftentimes, we allow these things and these people to be in the house of God. They even hold prominent positions. You got Freemasons, most of uh, 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 a certain denomination, I don't want to call them out, most of a certain denomination, all of the deacons and trustees are Freemasons. Now, that's mixture. Because they have pledged, they have pledged, you see, I've read, <laughs> I have read those oaths that they take. I have read them all the way up to the 33rd degree, Freemason. And those oaths are demonic. And these people have, some did it ignorantly, and others, by the time you get to the 32nd degree, you, you know that you have taken a Luciferian oath. And the whole, all of the rituals are demonic. The 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 fake hanging and 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 putting somebody in a casket and all of these things, 
and cutting cutting the, the, the throat and, and the blood. All of that is demonic. All of that is demonic. And these uh, daughters, these daughters of Isis, these are the same women in Ezekiel. I wasn't even supposed to go here tonight, but I'm going over here. Ezekiel chapter 8. I'm going to read this to you because I don't want you to think I'm making this up. These are the same. They they well and uh, 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 they, these are the daughters of Tammuz. Yeah. So God is not pleased with this stuff. He's not. All right. So let me go to let me go to Ezekiel chapter eight, and um, I'm starting at the fifth verse. This is the prophet Ezekiel and and the Lord. Actually, I'm starting at the third verse. And he put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my head. And the spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven and brought me into the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looketh toward the north, where was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoketh to jealousy. And behold, the glory of God of Israel was there, according to the vision that I saw in the plain. Then said he unto Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes now, the way toward the north. So I lifted up my eyes the way toward the north, and behold, northward at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy was there in the entry. And he said furthermore unto me, Son of man, see what they are doing, even the great abomination that the house of Israel committed here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary. You see, the glory of the Lord had, had, had departed from off the temple. But they caused it. The wicked things that the children of Israel have begun to partake in, they cause God's glory to depart from them. And God said, turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. Now, these are the things they're doing in the house of God. And he brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. Then said he unto me, son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, go in and behold the wicked abomination that they do here. So I went in and I saw, and behold, every form of creeping things, an abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. And there stood before them 70 men of the ancients, that 70 of the elders, of the house of Israel, in the midst of them stood Jeazaniah, the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients, what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagination. For they say, the Lord don't see us. 
the Lord has forsaken the earth. And he said unto me, turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abomination that they do. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north, and behold, there sat women, eastern stars, weeping for Tammuz. Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than thee. See, all of this is in the house of God today. And we wonder why we are not seeing or not experiencing the power, the demonstration, and the manifestation of God's holy power. Because many of these churches, he's already departed from them. And they don't even know it. They still trying to worship God, and God ain't even present. He ain't even there. And he brought me again into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men, twenty-five men, with their back toward the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east, and they worshiped the sun toward the east. That's that Eastern religion. Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence and have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branch to their nose. Therefore will I deal in fury. Mine eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity, though they cry in my ears with a loud voice. Yet will I not hear them. Glory be to God. Let us remember Hebrews 12 and 29. Our God is a consuming fire. So God looked and he saw these women were worshiping Tammuz and weeping for Tammuz, a false deity. And that these elders, the elders of Israel, who should know better, were worshiping for the sun, practicing Eastern religion in the house of God. All of this Freemasonry, all of this uh, uh, sororities and fraternities, all of the Shriners, all of it, all of it. And we got that going on today. These people in the church, they do their rituals. They have a, a, a ceremony once a year, and they like to do their rituals in the church. They don't want to go to their halls where they have their uh, uh, initiation. No, they want to come in a church. And they pay money to go in these churches. And some of these pastors will accept the money and let them people come in the holy church and desecrate it with this filth and this wickedness and these abominations. And they know it's wrong. These people are not serving the same God we serve. These people into idolatry, into witchcraft. And God spoke to me 
and he told me this on April 13, 2020. He said, many of the churches I am shutting down. He said, and they will never, some of them will never reopen. He said, because they have idols in my house, and they got false fire on the altar. I wrote it down. I have never forgotten what God said. And we see some of these churches have already shut down, and they will never reopen, just as God said. Why? Because God is a jealous God. He is a jealous God, and he has a right to be. Who else sent their only begotten son to die so that you and I could live? I'm asking the question tonight. Where is the church that Christ died for? He died for a holy church. He died for a a blameless church. He died for a pure church. Where is that church at? He died for us. He died so that we could live. Jesus Christ hung on that cross, shed his blood. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. He suffered. How shall we take the blood of Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, and trample it under our feet? How shall we do it? How shall we do it? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Purchase our salvation and healing with his dear life. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. All our sins went on Jesus Christ, our Savior. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in death, because he had done no violence. He had done no wrong. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to crush him, put him to grief, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How can we do it? How can we do it? How can we trample upon the blood 
of Jesus Christ our Savior. How can we do it? How? How can we do it? Glory be to God. Where is the church that Christ died for? Where is the holy bride that he died for? Glory be to God in us. That's why we can't have any mixture. The Bible says, come out from among them. Let me turn there. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Woo! Glory be to God. He said, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. People that are trying to serve God and Baal are unbelievers. He said, I would that you be hot or cold, but if you be lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. You can't be saved and worshiping the devil. You cannot be. It's impossible. But these people, they go to churches, they get uh, 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 high-ranking positions. That's why the scripture says that we got to pull down spiritual wickedness in high places and everything that would exalt is the knowledge of God. See, they want to make like, well, I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. No, that's not true. If you're trying to serve two gods, you are not okay. If you have pledged your heart to another, you cannot serve God. You can't. You might be going through the motions. You might be going to, to going to church. You might be serving in the church. But you're not saved because your heart cannot belong to God and another. He is a jealous God. So he says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? You know, all the rituals that they do, all of these wicked, wicked rituals that these organizations do, how can you say that you're a Christian and you participate in these things? The Bible says, what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord, which means agreement, have Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? None whatsoever. For ye temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. God is saying, separate yourself. We can't have this mixture. The church that Christ died for had no mixture. He died so that we could live. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. You see, that's the problem. So many of us, we don't want to be separated. We don't want to live that separated life. We want to be accepted by everybody. We want everybody to like us. Everybody ain't going to like you especially when you start living holy. When you start living holy, you are automatically 
going to be on Satan's hit list. When you start living holy, that's going to separate you from some people. The Bible says a man's enemies is, will be of his own household. That's going to separate you even in your own house. When you start living holy, when you commit your way unto the Lord. See, people know when you're serious. They know when you're serious about this thing. And all of a sudden, they ain't going to like you no more. But you better get used to it, and you better get over it. God didn't put us here to be liked or to be popular or to rub shoulders with the world. He said, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Don't you know that idolatry is uncleanness? You're worshiping an idol. You're practicing idolatry. All of those rituals that they do in these sororities and fraternities and Freemasons and Shriners and Eastern Stars, that's unclean. And you are provoking God to jealousy. He said, come out from among them. He said, don't touch that unclean thing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul, he told the body of Christ, no more mixture. He said, no longer can the church, the holy, with the profane. It's like this, oil and water don't mix. You can put them both in a vessel and shake it up, shake it up, and it looks like it's mixing. And when it settles, the oil is always going to be at the top, and the water will always be back on the bottom. It will separate. It won't mix. If if you're walking in the light, as the scripture says, then light and darkness cannot mix. It cannot fellowship. It can have no agreement. No longer can the church mix with the unholy. Darkness has no fellowship with light. Believers can't be yoked together with unbelievers because we belong to God who put a distinction between the Egyptians and the children of Israel. He put a a distinction between us. He said, you are a royal priesthood. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The church is God's holy possession. It is his bride. Jesus purchased his bride with his blood. Therefore, we can no longer be mixed. There's been a price, a very high price, that was paid for us. Glory be to God. So we have to be separated unto the Lord. We got to live a life of separation. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're really born again and sold out to the Lord, some stuff, you don't even have to do. It'll automatically begin to happen. Separation, it'll automatically begin to happen. They'll begin to see, oh, she don't do this no more. 
oh, she don't like this. She shunned this. Now we used to do this together, but now uh, she don't want to. She don't want to partake in this. And 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 let me tell you how the conversation gonna go. They'll say you starting to act funny. Then they'll go a little bit further. You act like you better than us. That's how they'll come at you. That's the voice of the enemy. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants you to feel bad about living for God. And you done told them, I'm saved. I'm I'm sanctified. I'm, I'm committed. I have surrendered my will to the Lord. I have said to my father, not my will, Lord. Thy will be done. I give it all to you. So here come them demons. They're going to come at you. And they use people. Demons don't have a body, so they use people that are close to you. They'll start criticizing you. Oh, you think you better than us. What makes you think, who, who, who called you to do this? Yeah, they start coming against you. But this is what the Bible says. All who will live godly shall suffer persecution. That's persecution. That's what it is. They're going to come against you. Why? Because you're not who you used to be. The word of God says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're a new creature. There's been a change. Now, the old folks used to say, I looked at my hands. My hands look new. I looked at my feet. My feet did too. And I looked down at my feet, and I still saw them corns and bunions. So I said, this is not a physical thing. This is spiritual. That's the new. The new thing is spiritual. God, he began to do surgery on that old heart. And he began to cut away everything that he can't use. He cut away lying. He cut away stealing. He cut away backbiting. He cut away gossiping. He cut away jealousy. He cut away envy. He cut away cursing and filthy communication. He cut away that demon of lust and perversion. He cut away those desires for those things. And what you used to enjoy doing, you no longer desire to do it. And then the enemy starts coming for you. You think you're better than us. You think you are that. I'm saved, too. I'm just as saved as you are. Let me tell you something. When people come at you like that, they know they ain't saved. They ain't walking upright. And they're coming for your anointing. They know they're not walking upright. They're not living nothing. And they become offended. You see, the light shines and exposes the darkness. You walking in the light, and you, your light is so bright, 
it begins to expose the darkness in their life. Before, all y'all was darkness together. So you couldn't see their darkness and couldn't see yours. But now, now that you're walking in the light, the light which illuminates your path, all of a sudden, they see darkness. They see their own darkness because the light shines, exposes that darkness, and they become offended with you. They become offended with you. They wish you would just be a little bit saved, but not, not, it don't take all that. You see, that's how the devil going to come for you. When you are sold out to the Lord, he's going to come for you, and he's going to use the very people that you are closest to. And they begin to try to chip away at you and tear you down and make you feel like uh, you don't have to do all that. Comprehend this, not the light. Glory be to God. Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. And that's why we got to live a separated life. Those who have sold out to the Lord Jesus, who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who have been forgiven. All your sins, all my sins have been forgiven. You got to live a separated life. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. The church, the ecclesia, the call out assembly must be holy. God himself said so. Be ye holy, for I am holy. It's not optional. Holiness is not a denomination. Holiness is the way to heaven. Holiness without, no man shall see the Lord. So many people say they know Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know Jesus. Yeah, 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 I know Jesus. The question is, do Jesus know you? That's the question. When you stand before him, is he going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter ye into the joy of the Lord. Will he say, depart from me? Ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. So the question is, does Jesus know you? Because he's not going to say, I don't know you. He said, I never knew you. This is why I tell people, make your calling and election sure. Make sure. Don't worry about nobody else. Make sure you are living according to this Bible. This is our roadmap. It tells us how to live. It tells us how to live, how to die, and how to get to heaven. This is the way to heaven. The Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But we need to be on the right road. 
We need to get on the right road. And the church is God's holy possession. He purchased the church with his own blood. And that is why we can have no more mixture. It must be separation. He said, well, I, I can't, I can't, that's my cousin, that's my, that's my family, uh, that's my aunt and, and uncle. I, I, I can't let that, I can't separate from them. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my father? He said, them that do the will of my father. They came at him with that. Say, say Jesus, your, your brothers, your sisters, your mother, uh, they, they outside, they want to talk to you. He said, my, my mother's. My brothers and sisters are them that do the will of my father. See, we got to get out of the natural over into the spiritual. Some people ain't never made the, the transition. You're still trying to live a natural life. You're trying to serve God with your natural life. You're trying to serve God with your flesh. It won't work. It won't work. You don't have anything to offer God. The Bible said there is no good thing in the flesh. It will not work. No matter what the world does, the real people of God must be set apart for God's purpose, his use, and his glory. Where is the church? that Christ died for. Where is the holy and sanctified people of God? Where are those who walk circumspectly before God and in the fear and admonition of God? You see, that will automatically separate us from the world, even from kith and kin. We have these great big old buildings, but no Holy Spirit. We have all these rituals, but no power. We have the traditions of men and the doctrine of devils in our synagogue. As a matter of fact, Jesus called them the synagogue of Satan. You look at them on video, they look good. They got all the hoopla. They got all the bling bling. They got all the technology. They got all this stuff, but they ain't got no power because they don't have the spirit of God in those churches. Many of them have no Holy Ghost. They don't even believe in the Holy Ghost. They don't embrace the Holy Ghost. That's why they don't. That's why they're not making altar calls anymore. Uh, if you want to be saved, just come on down here. They tell you, uh, repeat after me, Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, and say all this, and bam, bam, bam. And then when you say all that, they, they give you a big old hug and say, now you in. And the people didn't even repent. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again, born of the water and of the spirit, Peter. Peter preached the first message to the church, and when he preached, there was such a conviction that came upon the people. And Peter said to them, they said, what must we do? What must we do to be saved? 
And Peter said to them, repent. That's what he told them. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? They were pricked in their hearts. When Peter got through preaching, he preached under the unction of the Holy Ghost. The day of Pentecost had come, and the Holy Ghost had come, and Peter became a new man. He was not a man of flesh. He was a man of the Spirit. Glory be to God. And the Bible says that when he got through preaching, 3,000 souls were added to the church. Why? Because it wasn't Peter. It was the power of the Holy Ghost living in Peter. Peter was a new man. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, then they were gladly, they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. See, you don't have to try to uh, uh, come up with strategies how to, uh, how to build your church, how to increase your ministry, how to get a mega mess. You don't, you don't have to come up with strategies for that. All you got to do is live holy, let the Holy Ghost have his way in your life and in your church and preach under the unction of the Holy Spirit whatever God said preach. If you do that, he'll add to it. You do not have to pay a, a consultant how to increase your ministry. First of all, it ain't your ministry. The ministry of reconciliation belongs to God. So we don't have to worry about that. That's something we don't just, just preach the gospel. Just live holy. Be led of the spirit. Therein lies the problem, though. Not a lot of people today preaching and teaching about the Holy Ghost and telling the members that they must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. So they, since they don't have the Holy Ghost, they operate according to the traditions of men. They practice all these doctrines and, and, and rituals and, and, and all these things, and there ain't no power in them. No power in that. Glory be to God. Ain't no power in that. But I, I tell you one thing, though, people flock to it. That's how come we got all these mega messes. People flock to that. They like a church where it's not too much light. What do you mean, uh, woman of God? They like a church where it's not too much light. In other words, just just dim it down a little bit. Don't preach holiness. And righteousness. Don't preach on the blood. Woo! Don't preach on uh, 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 being filled with the Holy Ghost and living a separated life unto the Lord. Don't preach come out of sin. Don't preach on that. Because that light will shine 
and it's going to show up the darkness in here. So just dim the lights a little bit, Pastor. Uh, they call them red. Just dim the lights a little bit, red, and, and, and just preach to us about our, our breakthrough is on the way. And preach to us about money coming. And preach to us about it's a new season and how God is doing a new thing. And just make us feel good. Make us shout and holler. But don't preach to us any convicting messages because we don't want to hear that because too much light will blind us. And they actually tell preachers, they actually tell pastors what they can and cannot preach on. I heard a, a man give his testimony about this major television network and he was invited to come on there and um, share and preach. And he had to sign a paper before he went out there uh, on the stage to preach. And they told him, don't preach against homosexuality. Don't preach against abortion. And there was one other thing they told him not to preach against. Oh, the prosperity. <laughs> yeah, they told him don't preach against that because that's how this ministry has uh, survived, by not preaching against those things. So the man of God had to sign a paper that he would not preach on those things. So he went out on the platform, and they let him preach, and he began to preach on those very things they told him not to preach on. So when it was over, they said to him, we told you not to preach on these things, and you signed a paper saying that you would not preach. He said, I didn't sign my name. He said, I signed Mickey Mouse. They looked at the paper. It said Mickey Mouse. So he saw. He saw the devil. The man saw the devil in operation, trying to control him, told him what he could not go out there on that stage and preach against. He knew right then and there, that's exactly what I need to preach on. And he preached it. He preached it in its fullness and its entirety. I don't know if they got many offerings that day because he hit them hard. He hit on homosexuality. He hit on abortion. He hit on this prosperity stuff. <laughs> they were so offended. But guess what? He pleased God. And that's what we have to learn. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We're either going to please man or we're going to please God. And you have to make up your mind. You can't wait till the moment comes. You got to know now. You got to know now. We are to live a separated life. Glory be to God. Glory, hallelujah. Where are the holy people of God who love God with all their heart, mind, body, and soul? Where's the church that Christ died for? Have we forgotten that God is holy 
and not to be trifled with? Have we forgotten what God gave so that we could live? He gave his only begotten son. He didn't have another son. He gave his only son. And we were reconciled back to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. He paid the debt that you and I owed. He had done no wrong. He was innocent. Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. But yet they crucified the Lord of glory so that you and I could have a right to the tree of life. The church that Christ died for is the holy bride of Jesus Christ. Right now, her garment is stained with sin, fornication, idolatry, filthiness, wickedness, blasphemy, lust, and pride all sorts of entertainment and homosexuality and perversion. The spirit of perversion is in the church. The church is now embracing the LBGTQ movement. Wickedness, violence, all of this is now in the church. Men marrying men in the house of God. Women marrying women. They bring it to the church. They bring it to the church. Preachers are marrying them. They're selling out for filthy lucre. They're selling out. They're taking the money. And once they take the money, then they have to do what they say, what the government says do. So you cannot take the government money and then don't do what they say. They'll call in them loans. They'll call them in. So they give them to them as donations that don't have to be repaid. But the hidden price tag, now when we send our people in there, you got to marry them. You got to do what we say you got to do, or else you're going to have to pay us our money back. They're giving out big chunks of cheese. And I always said that, you know, if you want to catch a rat, the number one way to catch a rat is with cheese. You can use decon. You can use all sorts of rat traps. You can use all all, all of these modern-day uh, entrapments. But the number one way a rat is with cheese. And the government is giving out big chunks of cheese so they can catch them some big, fat rats. Yeah, people selling out. They're selling out. They're selling out. And they're not selling out to God. They're selling out for filthy lucre. 
Where is the church that Christ died for? Let's look at Matthew chapter 13. It says, while men slept, his enemies came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And he said, well, when, when Lord, do you, do you want us to uh, uh, dig them up and pull up the wheat? He said, no, no, no. He said, because you might accidentally pull up some of the wheat. He said, so let them both grow together. He said, until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares. And bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. You see, it's separation time, y'all. It's time to separate ourselves from everything and anything and anyone that is unholy and unclean. Jesus is coming soon. And it's time to separate ourselves from all sin and all unrighteousness. Now, this is a warning. God had given Noah some instruction. And Noah warned the people for 120 years. But only eight people got in the ark, didn't listen, and they perished. We need to take heed from that. Let no man deceive you. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Be separate. Live holy. Live holy. Live holy. Because none but the righteous shall see God. Hallelujah. You can't play church. You can't fool God. You, you, you can't. We're talking about the omnipotent. He's got all power in his hand. The all-seeing. The all-knowing. Omniscient. Omnipresent. There's nowhere you can go to hide from it. We're talking about God. You can hide from me. You can hide from your pastor. But you cannot hide from God. You cannot hide from God. And I'm going to tell you something. If you are trying to hide from God, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. What's done in the dark will come to the light. So we don't have to have a made-up mind concerning this. You're either going to live holy or you're not. We're either going to serve God This is what Joshua said. I love it. In the 24th chapter of Joshua, what he said. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, This is what Joshua said. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath Serah, which is in Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gesh. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. And this is what Joshua said to the people of God. Joshua 20 and 19. He took the people of God on a trip down memory lane. Sometimes you got to begin to remember how good God's been to you. You got to think back where God found you. You got to remember all the times that you wasn't going to make it and God showed up and he showed out on your behalf. You got to remember that you could be dead, would be dead, and that you should be dead because of the things that you have done. But if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we wouldn't have made it. And that is why we can sing the song, When I Think of the Goodness of Jesus and All That He Has Done for Me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. Not my flesh cries out, but my soul cries out, hallelujah. The psalmist said, oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Glory be to God. He has done great things for us. He has done great things. And so Joshua took the children of Israel on a trip down memory lane. I am encouraging you tonight. Those that are listening to the sound of my voice, look back over your life and see where God has brought you from. And just begin to meditate on the goodness of God and the things that God has given you and the things that God has done for you, and the miracles that God has wrought for you, how he saved your children when the enemy tried to take them out, how he saved you when the doctor said there was nothing else he could do for you, how he brought you out without a, with a mighty hand. Glory be to God. When the medication wouldn't work, when the doctor says, we've done all we can, it's over. And God still raised you up off that bed of affliction. When it looked like there was no way you didn't have the money to pay your bills, and God made a way. When there was no food in the cupboard, 
and God put food on your cupboard, on your table, it supernaturally showed up. There was a knock at the door. And the food was delivered. DoorDash ain't got nothing on God. God been delivering food for centuries. Glory! Hallelujah! Is anybody listening to me tonight? Can I get an amen? Hallelujah! God has been so good to his people. Made a way out of nowhere. Brought us through the wilderness out of Egypt. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. How dare you forget how good God has been to you? How dare you try to serve another God? How dare you to try to mix it? Instead of living a separated life unto the Lord. You belong to God. He purchased you. He paid for you. For your soul. Glory be to God. There's no way you can serve to God. And this is what Joshua said. He said, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. The gods of your fathers, which were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You better make up your mind who you going to serve. If you're going to serve God, serve him. If you're going to serve the devil, then serve him. But you cannot straddle the fence. You cannot serve to God. You're going to either love the one or hate the other. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I pray that this message is getting to somebody. I pray that somebody is feeling the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. I pray that somebody tonight, is being made to feel uncomfortable. Shake it out of and you're beginning to tremble even now because you know God has been too good to you for you to straddle the fence and to live like you've been living. Glory be to God. In closing tonight, I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to talk to the church from this topic. From this same topic, where is the church that Christ died for? Glory be to God. I pray that you are shaken tonight by this message. And I pray that you are shaken in such a manner 
that you have to make a decision tonight. You're either going to serve God or you're going to continue playing games. And you're going to find yourself in an awful place. And yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Why? Because our God is a consuming fire. God is nothing to play with. God is not to be toyed with. God is not to be trifled with. We cannot take the blood of Jesus and trample it under our feet. The Apostle Paul called it an unspeakable gift. The gift of salvation is an unspeakable. It's indescribable. Glory be to God. I pray that you'll come out of sin tonight. I pray that you'll fall on your knees right where you are and begin to repent. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to him. He's a merciful God. His mercy endureth forever. But I want to warn you, if God forgives you tonight, and I know he will, and he brings you out, and I know he will, don't go back to it. Let the worst thing come upon you. Don't go back to it. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Glory be to God. And I have never looked back. He put my feet on the rock to stay. And that rock is Christ Jesus, the Lamb of God. I am so grateful to be saved. Salvation is the best thing that ever happened to me. And because I know that it cost Jesus his life, he laid it down for a wretch like me. I cannot and I will not take the blood of Jesus, my Savior, and trample it under my feet. Let that sink in for a minute. It's time to get serious about your soul. Where is the church that Christ died for? Are you the church that Christ died for? Are you a part of the holy bride of Jesus Christ? Are you straddling the fence tonight? Are you trying to live in the world in the kingdom of darkness, and in the kingdom of God? Are you professing Jesus Christ but not possessing him? 
glory will be forgotten on. I pray for you tonight to make the same decision that Joshua said. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor. I am coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. You can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. Our phone number, 336-830-0601. Also, our email address is jet245 at msn.com. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you'd like to write us, you may do so by writing to us at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, to 7105. If you are led of the Lord to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by sending a donation through PayPal or Zelle using JET245 at MSN. That's the email address you need to use to send it through PayPal or through Zelle. And I want to say to you, if this ministry has been blessing you and you are being fed through this ministry, this is where you need to be sowing. You need to sow where you are being fed. I would encourage you all to join us Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the sweet hour of prayer. We pray for one hour. Glory be to God in the highest. The number for the prayer line is area code 425 Four three six six three three three. That's four two five four three six six three three three. And the code, the access code is seven one six five zero five zero, followed by the pound sign. Again, the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. Now, I told you before um, I got off the air, I would tell you how to reach us, how to join the Bible study in Germany on every Thursday on Zoom. So if you have a pencil or a pen, you can write this down. I'm going to do it slowly because I'm going to be giving you the link to join us. Thursdays at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Now, you must must adjust your time in your time zone. So 
if you have something to write with, this is the link that you can use to join us on Thursday for the German the Bible study in Germany. It's H T T P S Semico let me say I'm gonna start over. H T T P S colon slash slash U S zero four web dot zoom dot us so let me go back over this part again https colon slash slash us zero four web dot zoom z o o m dot us slash J slash seven four two one three four nine seven three seven one question mark P as in Paul W D as in David equal sign J capital U capital S Small e, small q, capital J, capital U, small n, as in Nancy, capital M, as in Mary, capital G, as in George, small p, capital O, as in Oscar, small a, capital N, as in Nancy, capital T, as in Tom, Small T, C, W, capital X, small Z, capital Z, small K, B, X, K, Z, as in Victor, X, K, V, X, G, capital G, capital C, 3, capital M, capital Q, dot 1. I'm going to go over that again for those of you who were trying to get it. It's H-T-P, wait a minute, I'm, I'm sorry, H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash small u small s zero four small w-e-b as in boy Zoom dot us slash j slash seven four two one three four nine seven three seven one question mark small letters p as in Paul w as in William d as in David p w d Equal sign, six, the number six, small j, capital U, capital S, small e, small q, capital J, capital U, small n, cap n as in Nancy, capital M as in Mary, 
capital G as in George, small p as in Pat, capital O as in Oscar, small a as in aunt, small, I mean, capital N as in Nancy, capital T as in Tom, then a small t as in Tom, C as in cat, small c, small w as in William, capital X, small z, capital V as in Victor, small k, small v for Victor, small x for x-ray, capital G as in George, capital C as in cat, the number three, a capital M as in Mary, and a capital Q as in Queen, dot one. I hope you got all of that. The meeting ID is 742-1349-7371. Passcode is small m as in Mary, two, three, small k as in kite, small f as in Frank, and the number six. Again, the meeting ID is 742-1349-7371. And the passcode is a small m for Mary, two, three, the number two, three, small k as in king, and small f as in Frank, and the number six. So it's m two three k f six. If you can join us on Thursday over Zoom at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, Please do if you are interested in a Bible study in Germany. Now, I want to say this, that not everybody speaks German. There are some English-speaking people on, uh, on this Zoom Bible study. So, but we do have an interpreter for those that need an interpreter. So we love you. May God bless you. I want to read this benediction as we close tonight. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Good night. This is Pastor Janet signing out, Fire Deliverance Ministry. International. God bless you.